TSCRA Talk, a podcast by Texas and Southwestern Cattle Raisers Association. I'm your host, Kristen Brown. Joining us today is Dr. Mariah Johnson, a sustainability expert who, at the time of this interview, held the role of Senior Director of Sustainability Research at National Cattlemen's Beef Association. Mariah, welcome to TSCRA Talk. I really appreciate being here. Well, I'm really excited to talk about sustainability. This has been something that it's been talked about in the industry for a long time, at least well over a decade. But it seems like every conversation that I personally have with someone and everything that I read about it, it seems that there's a different definition for sustainability. So to kick us off, how do you define sustainability? Well, you're right, Kristen. There's certainly a variety of, of ways that sustainability gets talked about um, across the industry in many different conversations. And so I think the three fundamental components of sustainability that are always inclusive, whether they're used with these exact terms or not, are about the environment, it's about the economics, and it's about the social or the people aspect of that. And so, you know, a lot of people will, will talk about that and they'll say, you know, we're taking care of our people and we're taking care of the planet and we're also concerned about profit as well. That makes sense. And really, it sounds like that does cover the concerns that anybody would have. So let's dive into those pillars a little bit, starting with environmental. What all is under that environmental umbrella? A lot. <laughs> and so when we think about each of these pillars of sustainability, there's a lot that goes into each one and maybe some things that are not thought about all the time. And, and the funny thing is, too, is, you know, sometimes I think we try to think about these pillars being in isolation from one another. But really, these three pillars of sustainability are very much connected. And so when we think about the environmental pillar, for instance, and that includes things like greenhouse gases, which is probably the number one thing that people think about when they think about environmental sustainability. But it also includes things such as water or taking care of our land or something called ecosystem services, which that may be a term that not everybody is familiar with, but would include topics like carbon sequestration, water purification or storage, biodiversity, or really the um, flora and fauna, the plants and the animals on the land, how many different types of those do we have occurring? And so those are lots of the topics within environmental, but there's also some crossover. So if we talk about some of those ecosystem services, for instance, that carbon sequestration or that water purification, that's something that also comes into that social pillar of sustainability as well, um, or more that people side. Because we need these good working lands that are being taken care of and properly managed um, to purify the water. And so for us as humans, that's ultimately a benefit and something that we need is we need good, clean water to be able to drink. And so you begin to see how some of these pillars really overlap with one another as well. So tell us more about the economic pillar. Sure. So economics, you know, as you might suspect, coming from a ranching background, that can be how much money am I making? Am I making a living doing this? You know, it's not just profit in a greedy sense, but are, are we financially viable at each level of the industry? But beyond that, it also is concerned with what kind of jobs are we providing for people? How are we stimulating putting money back into the economy? So when we go and we need to buy, you know, fence posts or barbed wire or whatever it is, and we go down to the local supply store, we spend our dollars there. 
And that's stimulating the economy with that. That's keeping that feed store open. And it's providing jobs for the people who work there as well. So there's a lot of that in terms of how do we contribute back. And then another area, which is maybe less to do with the money side per se, when we think about economics, would be generational transfer. We know that so many of these lands are about to undergo a transition between generations over the next 10 to 15 years or so. And it's important, as I mentioned, to keep these, quote, working lands working. And so having that viable operation, but being able to have those structures in place um, and that knowledge in place, transfer these working lands from one generation to the next and to keep that ranch ongoing. And again, here's another place where this overlaps with another pillar of sustainability. So when we think about keeping these working lands, these working ranches going between generations, that's important from that wildlife standpoint. Because so many of these ranches, when they made transition, and I think this is especially prevalent here in Texas, where we've seen such explosive growth and people moving in, is that it's pretty easy to receive a piece of land and, and look at the profitability you might receive from ranching. And that's it's not always glorious. And But I might have the opportunity to subdivide that land, to sell it off to a developer. And when that happens, that breaks up that habitat for those wildlife species. And that also can break up their migratory pathways. So we think about birds or butterflies or you know, deer making their transition across the country and their migration patterns. Well, now they don't have a place to go, a place to stop over or a place to rest. And so that can really throw off things from that wildlife perspective. And so that's just another way in which that pillar coming from kind of that environmental and social with that overlaps with this economic pillar of sustainability and why generational transfer is more than just transitioning a ranch from one set of hands to another in that economic perspective. Well, that makes perfect sense. And, and I think definitely a component, a pillar that our listeners, cattlemen and landowners, obviously are, are paying close attention to that, the economic side. And and so multifaceted. It's so interesting. And then also, you know, the unintended consequences of decisions can be detrimental. Yes, absolutely. So then diving into the social aspect, we've touched on it, but but let's go deeper into it. Sure. We can go deeper into that. And, you know, and I'll just start off saying that this is probably the area of sustainability that has been evaluated the least. I think that this is a relatively new area for us, and it is in a lot of other industries as well. And so when we start trying to think about what is this social piece, I think it was natural in the beginning for us to say, well, it's about animal welfare. And it is certainly about that. And that's um, the number one, almost number one concern of our consumers is what's happening with that animal. But it's also so much more than that. It really focuses on that human side as well. And so we're beginning to think about some mental health components. And that's something that's been growing. That conversation has been increasing throughout the U.S., not just in agriculture or just in the beef industry. And I think that's a pretty important conversation that's being had because we know that sometimes there's a lot of stigma with that. 
you know, it wasn't mean to to look at mental health. And, you know, there's a big spectrum between, you know, I've had a bad day all the way up to an extreme point of suicide, perhaps. And so that's an area that really needs to be addressed. And so that's certainly on the radar and, and falls under that social sustainability piece. But that can also then fold in with some other pieces, such as health and nutrition. You know, and the beef industry has been very dedicated to health and nutrition for a long period of time. And with our protein-packed product of beef, we're able to provide a very nutritious source of food to our consumers. And so that's certainly a component of, of social sustainability. But then there's even some other pieces about how do producers um, and people in the beef industry, how are we contributing to our community? So we talked a little bit about that under the economic pillar, just in stimulating the economy by our dollar spent. But here we might think about it in terms of that, again, that people aspect. How are we those community members? Because we know so many people that are involved with the beef industry are also involved with their community. And they're spending their time volunteering for civic organizations, youth organizations, and they're serving on board seats. They're contributing in donations and their hard-earned dollars. But also, too, what does it mean for that community to give back and to provide support and to provide the resources that are needed for ranchers? And so, again, there's it's just so multifaceted when you really start digging into sustainability. It can be almost a little bit mind-blowing about how many topics there are that fall within sustainability and that we're trying to understand and work on. Yeah, it's so intertwined. So many things touching other aspects so interesting. Tell us a little bit about some of the latest research around sustainability, because it sounds like there are so many different topics and directions that, that you could go with it. Certainly. You know, and that's a process that we're continually evaluating. And, and really in the research program, we're trying to think about, yeah, what research do we need today? But what research, what questions do we need to have answered five years from now? So when we think about that research cycle, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes a, a few years for us to receive the funds from the checkoff. And then we contract with researchers and they get their work done, get our final report in. And so, you know, really we're trying to look five years out. And so when we think about some of that, I mentioned a little bit just a moment ago about how social sustainability is one of the more untapped areas. And so that is an area that we have funded several research projects in actually um, four that are out in the field right now that are underway. And so, you know, again, this is something that is just beginning to be looked at in many industries. And so when we go and we look at what work has been done, there's only been a little bit of this type of work done in the agriculture industry broadly. But then even when within beef, it's much, much less. And so we have those researchers looking at what are the kind of indicators or metrics? What are kind of our, the ways we would benchmark ourselves when we're thinking about social sustainability? And how does that apply to the ranching industry? And so they're doing um, some reviews. They're kind of writing down what those are, developing that list. They're going out and doing surveys with farmers and ranchers across the U.S., getting feedback, testing those out. And then also the one research project is specifically looking at that community security aspect. And so, again, I mentioned a little bit about this. You know, there's ways in which we as ranchers contribute to the community. But then what do we as ranchers need from the community? You know, what does it mean when we have to drive 
an hour and a half to go get a part, you know? And so how did those things impact? And then again, too, another area where we're having some work done in this social realm is looking at how does having ranches contribute to the community in the aspect of those citizens enjoy living in that community because they see these well taken care of lands of those wide open spaces. And that's the place that they want to live rather in, you know, downtown Dallas or Houston or Austin or wherever it may be in, in what I joke sometimes as being the concrete jungle. You know, so there's a lot of peace that can be found in living in an area like that. And so we're trying to quantify that and what that contribution is from the beef industry to to the citizens of those communities. And so that's an area within social sustainability research we're, we're looking at. So several projects ongoing there. Another area where we've just funded some research and again, looking at that five year out is several people are talking about methane, right? I think there's been several commercials where we've heard about farting cows and their cow burps and all of those things. And so that's kind of the hot topic right now in terms of a greenhouse gas. But what's the next one? And I think ammonia is an area where we need to have some research done. And so we know that ammonia and nitrous oxide, that those can be contributors to greenhouse gas emissions and can be fairly potent. And so what can we in the beef industry do to help manage that? And so that is all coming from nitrogen. And so really that's kind of the key component. And so how efficient is the animal with nitrogen? Because when we lose uh, nitrogen out the back end or through that cow burp, for instance, and that's energy lost. And so that's the efficiency and that ties back to our economic side. So how can we be better at that? But then how can we possibly and manage our manure better? How can we manage the, the urine side of that better? Are there feed additives that we can have that would help to improve that? And so looking at a, a number of different things within that realm, and then that also, of course, relates back to the nutritional quality of the beef product. And so we're just trying to look at some of those things from, you know, from that aspect and trying to get ahead of that before anybody might come back and say, hey, what are you doing about ammonia? You know, you've, you've been working on the methane thing. What about this other greenhouse gas? And so that's just an example of one thing that we're working on. And we've touched on this through the, the continued research about sustainability. And so this may seem like a really basic question, but I, I'd like your thoughts on it about just basically why are continued conversations about sustainability so important and so vital? They're important and they're vital because it's what the consumer is asking. And so I think, you know, it's easy when you're in a different spot within the supply chain and you may not be engaging with that in product buyer every day. You're not dealing with the person in the grocery store who's buying beef or at a restaurant. And um, when we think about our, our the person who's buying our beef, whether that's a feedlot, if we're a cow-calf producer, if that's the packing plant or a feedlot, you know, we think about that person being the, the purchaser of our product. But really, we need to think about what is that consumer who's eating our product? What do they want? And so I think as an industry, you know, to stay in business, right, you have to deliver on what your consumer wants. And our consumers are asking a lot about sustainability. And so we need to be able to, to engage and to talk about it and to show them and tell them what we're doing. You know, and as part of this research program, certainly we undertake some benchmarking and some measurements, if you will, so we can say, well, this is how we're doing in this aspect of sustainability. And, you know, and Matt may feel 
yicky sometimes because it's like, why do I have to grade myself and tell everybody about it? But I think it's pretty twofold. You know, we're answering these questions that the consumer has, but really we can use that information for ourselves. And so when we grade ourselves, when we benchmark something, when we score it, it, I think it gives us the opportunity to inherently be better because nothing is ever perfect. I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. No, no part of our industry is perfect. And there's always an opportunity to improve. And so if we take that and we view it as an opportunity, we can look at these benchmarks or we can look at these scores and say, hmm, that's interesting. You know, I thought I was doing pretty good in this area, you know, whatever it might be. And I might, I thought I was doing pretty good on my, on my water resources and managing that. But now I see I have an opportunity to improve that. And when I go and I improve that, you know, that might be better for the environment, but might also be better for my pocketbook too. And so I think, you know, that's the way that we probably need to think about it and approach it is sustainability is important because that's what the consumer is asking. We want to be able to demonstrate that to them, but it's also a way for us to make ourselves better as ranchers as well. You know, as you're talking, I'm envisioning the opportunity that our audience of cattlemen and landowners have themselves in their communities as they're at their kids' basketball games or at their local grocery store to visit with their neighbors and hear what sustainability means to them. And then what a great opportunity to hear that if they do have any concerns, that there's the opportunity to share information with them so they can feel completely confident choosing beef. Yes, absolutely. You know, we really try to... I mean, it has always been my goal that research is never done for research's sake, but is that that research is then utilized and pushed out into the field and is something that we can, you know, pick up and use. And so we have some great websites that are available that can be, that can be utilized. And so a consumer facing website and that has, you know, more general information or maybe a little bit easier to digest information. And that would be the beefitswhatsfordinner.com website. So lots of great information there on how beef is raised. And then for those who really enjoy the nitty gritty and the research and some of those details, we have a website that's beefresearch.org. And that is a repository of all of the research that's being done by um, the research programs, whether it's the sustainability research program, product quality, safety, or the human nutrition and wellness program, NCBA. And so those can serve as great resources to go and look through and point others to as well. Wonderful. And we'll be sure to link those in the show notes. Is there anything else on the topic of sustainability? I know we could probably talk for days about sustainability, but that you feel is really relevant for cattlemen and landowners to know that we haven't discussed already. You know, I think there's a couple other things that probably come to mind when I think about it. And that and we've touched about this, but I probably haven't said the words, and it's that sustainability is holistic. That you know, we think about these three pillars, but we've talked a lot today about how interwoven they are, and that is certainly true. And so we need to keep that um, in the forefront of our mind that we're producing food. And for us to be able to survive, there's certainly trade-offs. You know, everything comes at a price, and so producing food comes at a price. But our U.S. beef cattle farmers and ranchers are the best at doing it. And a lot of times when we see pieces in the media about beef, a lot of times those are looking at the global landscape. But when we look at the U.S. industry, especially compared to the rest of the world, our farmers and ranchers are the global leaders, hands down. 
And they have been the global leaders in emission intensity. So those greenhouse gases, we've had the lowest emission intensity since 1996. So for almost over 25 years now, we have been that global leader. And I think that's something to really be proud of. And that this industry also produces 60% more beef and has had over a 40% reduction in those greenhouse gases per pound of beef produced. And so that's incredible. And this industry is going to keep striving. So that's something certainly to be proud of. And so I think when we think about sustainability, sometimes we're a little bit down on it, feel like we're getting beaten up. But there's a lot of good things that this industry is doing. But I would also um, caveat that with we've got room to improve too. There's always things that we can do and that we can be better. And that's something that we want to deliver on for our consumers. That's wonderful. I love love hearing that, the progress that's been made and that there's more work to do. So thank you, Mariah, so much for your time today and for your insight. We appreciate you. Absolutely. I enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for having me. To learn more about TSCRA, visit tscra.org.